You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast with Tony, Corey, and Daniel. Everybody's back. Corey's back Hello. from his. Oh, yeah. Daniel's back from his fourth vacation of the year. Look at how tan this man is. Somebody look at him. Seven. I got this tan an hour ago. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Where were you at? What I were you went doing? into the mountains. Yeah, I went. I stayed in Virginia, uh, outside the national park. So I was in basically a temperate rainforest. And it rained almost every day, and I was in the mountains. Zero tan. Went hiking and visited some caves. That was my vacation. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, you're as red as a lobster, sir. What did you do yesterday? You said it was today. It was today. Whatever. I was kayaking today. I was out in the sun. Oh, wow. That's a long day. That's got to be a long day. Yeah, it was four or five hours. We're going to go kayaking Sunday, actually. We'll see. It's supposed to rain. Could ruin the plan. Sounds good to me right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want the rain. Give me the rain. Yeah, I'll take the rain. Um, so it's going to rain. Could ruin the plan. Oh, it always rains in Seattle. There we go. Bing bong. Got Bing it. Bing bong. Today we're talking about the NFC West. Nice. We have just a couple more divisions left. The NFC West, I think the NFC North still. I don't think we've done them. And the AFC West. I think we're down to just three divisions. So let's knock one out today. Hmm. Now that Daniel's back. Let's start with Seattle, because it's raining there. We want some rain. Daniel, welcome back. Why don't you take over and talk to me about the general... I want you to give me a general overview of the NFC West, and then lead straight into Seattle, and what are they going to do with the quarterback situation? What are they going to do there? Pete Carroll says one thing, but you can't always trust Pete Carroll. What do you expect? Yeah, he's a dirty liar. Um, this, this division actually ended up really strong, a lot stronger than a lot of people thought last year, had three playoff teams. Um, and what, what was crazy was the Seahawks who everybody thought, because at the time they had Russell Wilson was the odd one out. They actually finished at seven and 10. And so that was the big news of the, uh, of the Seahawks off season is they got, they got a haul for Russell Wilson. They got drew Locke. Um, in return for that, and they also got Noah Fant, uh, the tight end. So, you know, th- they re-signed Geno Smith. So this 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 quarterback battle that's going to be happening, I really don't know, honestly, what's going to happen. I think you could flip a coin at this point. I I have to believe that Drew Locke is better than Geno Smith, but Geno took over in a few games last year and didn't look bad. Um if you look at all the projections though, everyone is projecting. Like even if you look at like fantasy football, you know, I'm in a couple dynasty leagues. I look at projections week one, drew lock is projected like 1.2 points. So even these, these professional like fantasy, um, basically sports books that they follow are not expecting drew lock to be the quarterback. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a painful season uh, for, for Seattle, especially for their weapons, which is really frustrating because DK Metcalf is just such a good player. And I feel like this year is just going to be a wasted year for him. 
Um, and then Tyler Lockett, you know, he's only got a couple more years left before, you know, he's 30 and fading from the league there too. So these are precious years um, that, that Seattle may end up wasting, um, but they may get a high draft pick um, next year and make it happen. And they're definitely taking a quarterback if that's the case. But uh, do you guys, do you guys have a feeling one way or another, if it's Gino or if it's going to be Drew Locke? Uh, at this point, uh, I think it's going to be Gino. Drew Locke looked bad. I mean, he looked really bad. And there wasn't a lot of good. Drew Locke had a lot of really good weapons around him. I think, in, I mean, imagine Baker Mayfield in Denver. Right? Like, imagine, let's think of a bunch of middle-of-the-road quarterbacks in Denver with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon. What's the, what was the rookie's name? Not last year. Was he a rookie last Javante. year? Javante. Yeah, Javante Williams. Yeah. yeah. And a, and a respectable defense. I think an average quarterback would have been above average in that offense. And Drew Locke's yeah. not average. He's below average. He reminds me of who was drafted to Arizona, went to um, Jacksonville, I think. What was his name? He was like a, the second overall pick or the first overall pick as a quarterback. Like Bortles? No, no, no. Was it pre-Blake Bortles? Arizona Cardinals. It was, uh, well, I'll think of it. I know Are that you I'll... talking like Matt Jones back no, no. in the day? No, it wasn't like... back in the day. This was like Wait, who, five who years ago. Who drafted him, Jacksonville or Arizona? Arizona drafted the kid. Oh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. That's something enough. I totally forgot he was in Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Rosen was in Jacksonville. He's Drew been on like 15 teams now. Drew Locke is the new Josh Rosen, and I'm convinced of it. And then I just, I am overdrafting. Um, not that he Drew Locke's definitely shown more flashes than Josh Rosen though. And that might be true, but Drew Locke had a better team than Josh Rosen did. Rosen was the 10th overall pick, by the way. Well, it was high. It was too high. <laughs> it was, what was too like high. Bortles. It was Bortles too. One or two. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Anyway, he's a legend. I think Geno Smith wins the job this year because I think Geno Smith complements what Seattle has always been. You know, they're run first team with, with good wide receivers. They, they, can, they can throw the ball, and Geno Smith can throw the ball. But he keeps people honest with his legs. So I think it's going to be Geno Smith. Is he the long-term option? No. I honestly thought it was going to be Baker Mayfield. I would have put money on Baker Mayfield going to Seattle, not to Carolina. But here we are. Now we know something we didn't know a couple weeks ago. And I don't know what's going to happen in Seattle. But for right now, for week one, I do think it's going to be Geno Smith because I think that makes the most sense. Let me ask you this. You said run first team. Another skill position. Um, who's it going to be? Rashad Penny or their second round draft pick this year, Ken Walker? Ken Corey? Walker. Ken, yeah. It'll be Ken Walker. Yeah, it'll be Kenneth Walker. Um, I'm not yeah. convinced. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, I mean, I can see him splitting carries. Ken, Kenneth Walker's definitely going to get some role. I, all I was going to say is that Seattle just, they're in a really weird spot. Like, Russell Wilson's gone now. You Like, it feels weird that DK Metcalf's still there. Like, you'd think DK Metcalf would want out after Russell Wilson's out. And I can't believe Pete Carroll's still sticking around when they're essentially going through a rebuild now. Like, it's all just odd. So, I don't know. It's almost like they have like some sort of plan up their sleeve we don't know about. Maybe they are tanking for a quarterback next year, and they think they can recover quickly. But 
everything just feels kind of weird. Even Tyler Lockett, like at this point in your career, go to a contender and try to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady or something. You know, it's just weird. I don't know. Like, Pete, it, I don't know. Pete like, go ahead, Corey. I'm sorry. I give it, if the Colts traded for Tyler Lockett, that that's just a move that makes sense. Like. It's a guy that the Colts could use, and they're a contender. Like, it's just weird that he's sticking around in Seattle. So, Pete Carroll is 70 years old. I believe he's the oldest coach in football. Yes. He's under contract, under contract through 2025. So, that's why he's still there, because he's going to get paid. It's guaranteed money. Coaches' contracts are fully guaranteed. Why wouldn't you show up? Who gives a shit if you win or lose? You're 70 years old, and you've got, you're not signing another contract, Right. So don't do, think. don't do anything to void that contract. So that's the reason why he's showing up. Um, which mm-hmm. now, now that we look at it the whole way through, that's concerning. You got a coach. Um, and yeah, he's got a little bit to prove. Does he only have one Super Bowl? Russell Wilson's rookie year? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, only got. They went back and lost. Only got one Super Bowl, but you don't, I don't see him winning the Super Bowl today or tomorrow. I just don't see it happening. So. You could potentially have a lame duck coach here, and we we should start talking about that. I think we just now realize this for the first time right now, but Pete Carroll might be a lame duck coach. He's got three years left on his contract and no team to coach. Yeah, I mean, there was reports two years ago of him losing the locker room, and Richard Sherman was like, finally, it's getting out. I've been talking about this for years. <laughs> But yeah, I think Rashad Penny is actually going to be the starting running back for this team. You know, we looked at the year that Rashad Penny was drafted, and uh, they spent a first-round pick on Rashad Penny, and he hardly got any work. I know he had some some blunders. I mean, he showed up overweight initially, and then he got hurt in the preseason. But, man, he it's like he never even got a shot. So I don't know how Pete Carroll actually thinks about the, the rookie running backs getting getting work. But let me share this with you, because we all know that Rashad Penny ended uh, the year on such a hot streak because he got almost virtually no carries all year. And then listen to this. This is four out of the last five games for Rashad Penny. And these are just rushing yards. 137, 135, 170, 190 in a row. That's uh, six, six touchdowns. That's production. Six touchdowns. And this is one of them. I mean, they, yeah, he, he's just getting production. So I don't know. I don't know what to read into Ken Walker, but I will say the offensive line has always been terrible in Seattle. And they, they invested the number nine overall pick on Charles Cross, who a lot of people thought was the best tackle in the draft. And then they spent a third round pick also on an offensive tackle. So they're trying to shore up the offensive line for the new regime coming in you know, for a quarterback next year. That's for sure. But one, one guy of note, I wanted to mention their fourth round draft pick, a corner out of Cincinnati. His name is Kobe Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) Not spelled exactly like it is, but we know the inspiration. Is it C-O-B-E? C-O-B-Y. Ah. Yeah. But a name that's going to be overused just because of his name. Yeah. Well, where do we move from here? We can do. Oh, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Okay, go ahead. So they went seven and they went seven and ten last year. The Seahawks did. Their over under this year is five and a half. What are you taking? It's about right. It is about I know. right. Um, I feel like they lose most of the games in division. 
I'll take the over though. I'll take it over five games. You're taking the over. Wow. Yeah. If it's six games, I feel like I feel like six is. Uh, See, I, they won seven with Russell Wilson. Oh. Well, he was he was hurt last year, but yeah. I'm going under. I think five's I think five's the number. I'm not real confident in it, but if I had to pick one or the other, five's a very, very low number. They do have a strong division. But I mean unless I'm right. Seattle to me is one of the just trash teams of the NFL now. Yeah, they could be. And that's my fear. If if I'm right, and Pete Carroll is a lame duck coach that nobody will follow, that is no reason to be in, inventive, then it's under. But if Pete Carroll is just a fraction of who he was, I think they can go over five wins. That's not, I'm not saying they're a great team by saying that. So I don't feel like this is a huge, like, you know, flag in the ground or any, any kind of shit like that. This is just a five. I, I feel like Jacksonville, the Lions, I'm thinking of all the bad teams in the league. They can all stumble into five wins. I think that Seattle could stumble into five wins too. Okay. Oh, who's, um, who's your moving, second? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Take it over. I was going to say, moving on to the to the next team um, in in division here, the 49ers, they had a much different season. They went 10-7, and seven, but they creeped into the playoffs and got hot at the right time. They beat Dallas at home in the wild card game, and then they went into Green Bay, beat Green Bay in the divisional round, and then were up 17-7 to seven going into the fourth quarter against the Rams in the NFC Championship game and lost at, I feel like it was kind of last second, but they lost by three and the Rams went on to the Super Bowl, and the 49ers are moving away from the quarterback that got them there. <laughs> That's Weird. kind of the off season note here. So is it Trey Lance time or Jimmy G going to stick around? Uh, I think it's Trey Lance time. I think it's been pretty clear um, all off season at this point. I feel like with the team has been open enough about Trey Lance being the future and it's time for him for like, they're saying the things that make it seem like they're setting this up for there to be a competition and for Garoppolo to lose that competition. The truth is they wanted to trade Garoppolo. Garoppolo had shoulder surgery. They couldn't trade Garoppolo and now they're stuck holding the bag. And at some point you have to either shit or get off the pot and you've got this young player that you believe in. So you either put him out here or you don't. And how long, you know, how long does a fan base sit and watch? Here's the thing. I think about, I can't blame Jimmy Garoppolo for Emmanuel Sanders not catching that pass in the Super Bowl that would have won them the game. But I kind of blame Jimmy Garoppolo for Emmanuel Sanders not catching that pass. It was fucking horrible. He was wide open. Jimmy Garoppolo missed some clutch moments. And here's the problem. He can do a lot of good things in a lot of normal average games that maybe even win a game. But when you have big moments in big games that are just so blown... It sticks with you. The reality is we're all human beings. We're going to remember shit like that. I will never forget Emmanuel Sanders being so underthrown that he couldn't catch the pass that would win a Super Bowl. It sounds like you had $100 on next touchdown, Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't at all. I didn't at all. <laughs> I didn't at all. But it's just, it's just so glaringly obvious. There wasn't pressure. I can still remember that play like it was yesterday. There was no pressure. There was no reason for him to miss that pass. We talked about average quarterbacks. Any other yeah. average quarterback in the league probably would have made that throw because there was no reason not to make it. And I think I think he's above average. I think he's above average. I'm not trying to dog him completely, but I, I'm just, I think I think what Tony's trying to say is Jimmy Garoppolo's not a playmaker. 
And what Trey Lance brings to the table is playmaking capability. They're rolling out of the pocket, making something happen that the normal quarterback wouldn't. And there comes a point. You're right, Corey. That's what I'm trying to say. And to finish it. You also have to be clutch. There there comes a – well, and he's not clutch. That's the problem. Right. And so – But playmaking and clutch could be two totally different things. Look at Lamar Jackson. So there comes a point where you don't have a massive playmaker, and he's not clutch. So why not try something else? Let's move on. Sure. Sure. That, that, that's my yeah. thought here. They beat the Rams twice and then came within three of beating them a third time this year. And I'm not, and the Rams I'm not arguing. Five games. I'm not saying I, I would have liked him in Indianapolis. I'm not like, this is not a personal attack against Garoppolo. I'm just saying if I'm that organization and I'm that fan base, I mean, for fuck's sake, how much more mediocrity do you want? Like you can win yeah. 10 games and not have a chance. That's what's happening. They're winning 10 games and they don't have a chance. That's what's happening. So let's get something yeah. else. Well, I'm not, I'm not defending him by any means, but um, yeah, the running back room, you know, devastated by injury. Once again, Raheem Moster went down early. Um, Elijah Mitchell came out of nowhere, became kind of the unsung, you know, hero of this group. They drafted Trey Sermon in the third. He was basically, I mean, we could see Trey Sermon get cut at this point because they, they invested a third round pick this year again on a guy that should not be forgotten. His name is Tyrion Davis price out of LSU. And if anything should happen to Elijah Mitchell, I feel like this guy is going to soar to the top of that, that depth chart and be the new Elijah Mitchell. And then we could see with Elijah Mitchell's draft capital that they spent on him, him kind of go away. I mean, it's like a running back factory in, in San Francisco. They have Every like year. five or six guys. Yeah. Five or six guys. Some guys get injured. The whole thing just shifts the whole time. And then we have one guy at the end of the year that ends up being more valuable than the rest. No, but, you're absolutely right. Um, Tyrion Davis Price, and what's what's sad is they're really like the Kyle Shanahan offense they run here is so good for running backs, but it's just so frustrating when we talk about like fantasy. You know, you can't predict who's going to be, <laughs> you know, week in week out who's going to be the stud. But um, yeah, Tyrion Davis Price that was kind of the highest draft pick they had because they invested so much in Trey Lance um, that they they didn't have a whole lot of draft draft capital. But um, Debo Samuel, I know that's been in the off. Um, off-season news a lot this year. Is is anything happening with Debo? Is he staying around? Is he going to just be content? I know we, we've talked about his role and what he's talking about. What do you guys think is going to happen ultimately with Debo? I was watching. I looked up some Debo um, headlines today, and one said an NFL executive has placed him as the ninth best wide receiver. And another one said... <clears throat> And the other one, by the way, wasn't from an article written by someone affiliated with the San Francisco 49ers. The one not affiliated with the Niners said, if he's taking on the role of a pure wide receiver, I don't know where the hell to put him. So to answer the question, I think he's going to stay in. I think he's going to stay with the 49ers. The problem is he's not making a lot of money. So whether or not he will play, I don't know. This could be a holdout situation. But I don't see them letting go of his contract. Because if, his, if the truth is that he doesn't want to do anything more than be a wide receiver, I think other teams aren't going to value him enough to sign him. Because that's the problem. You take somebody on a one-year deal, you've got to sign them a new contract. So you've got to pay the capital. You've got to pay the capital to get him. Then you've got to pay the money to keep him. If the man's saying he doesn't want to be the 60 rushing guy, which I don't think he should have to be that if he doesn't want to. I'm not holding this against him. But he's not a good enough. He's not good enough as a deep threat and a I mean, he's a decent route runner, but he's not the he's not the best. We're not talking about the best wide receiver in football here. We're talking about a real playmaker, a real football player, a real weapon, right? Like, I don't mean any disrespect. 
but he doesn't compare to some of these other pure wide receivers. I can think of 15 wide receivers that I'd prefer over him. And I'll do them all right now if you want me to, but I don't think I need to. No, you don't have to. But, <laughs> but the truth is, I can't think of 15 better playmakers, <laughs> right? So I, I, I don't mean that disrespectful. There's very few better playmakers. If, if he's removing the 60 rushing attempts and, and all the stuff that that brings with him, I mean, to put him behind the line, even if he's not taking the rush attempt, if it's going to be some kind of slant, he's open on the slant now. Because they're expecting him to rush the ball. They didn't rush the ball. And they take it off to a running back. And now he's available for the slant. And bang. Next thing you know, it's 25 yards. If he's not going to do that, I, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know how to answer your question. I think he stays in the 49ers to answer your question. I don't know if he plays or not. He's only making $4 million this year. And we'll, I think he's going to hit the free market and be really, really disappointed. Unless he changes his tune and continues to be the weapon that the league wants him to be. I don't think he should. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't do that. That's where it gets to be, you know, a different kind of conversation completely. Um, I'm not saying what he should do. I'm just saying as it is, I don't see him going anywhere. Are um, Yeah, I, I don't see him going anywhere either. Um, <clears throat> I think his role will be similar. I think he'll still be productive. Uh, if he is productive again, I think that performance will warrant a new contract and he'll probably get his money. So... I don't see him going anywhere. I watched an NFL replay the other day, and it was a 49ers-Rams game, I believe. And I, you just forget how good of a football player Debo Samuel is. I was like, God, this guy is good. It was like five straight plays to Debo, and he made it all the way down the field for him. And it was just like, man, he could carry them every single play. He's just so yep. good. Yeah. But hopefully we have a healthy, uh, hopefully we have a healthy George Kittle to to help out Trey Lance um, with a little bit more of a safety blanket because um, they don't have a whole lot of options. I mean, Brandon Ayuk, he had he had a kind of an up and down year, but um, I feel like he showed some more flashes that said that he he could be a solid wide receiver too for this team. Um, so they went ten and seven last year. Uh, Vegas has him at ten. What are we thinking? Over under. Let me take a look here. I think it all depends on Trey Lance. Um, if he if he's a superstar, they definitely go over that. But if he if he is not all they cracked up to be, I could easily see this team going under. And they have yeah. still crazy crazy good defense. Um, you know, with, they have a lot of defensive playmakers. Here's my thing, though. You know, Shanahan's such a good coach. He's not gonna he's not gonna put the game in Trey Lance's hands if he doesn't have to. You know, I mean, he, he's never asked Jimmy Garoppolo to do too much. He's going to put him in a position to succeed. And then on top of that, I think Trey, Trey Lance is going to have the ability to create. Um, I think I don't see them really taking a step back. What do you say the over-under was? Ten. Ten, Ten even? Oof. I mean, that's the I'm, number. Um, I'm going to take the over. I believe in Trey Lance. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, if I were to go anyway, it'd be over. That's the line. I'll take over. I'll take the over. I'm not yeah. typically a believer, but looking at their schedule, uh, the Bears, the Panthers, the Falcons, I'll take the over. Yeah. I'll take the over. One team we might end up taking the under on, uh, moving on to another team, the Arizona Cardinals last year. I don't know if you guys remember, at one point, everyone, it was by far and away the Super Bowl favorite. They were just running away with it. I think they were 10-1. and one. 
and maybe 11 and one. And the season ended horribly for them. Uh, Kyler got hurt. He was banged up. And I, I think that's the key is keeping Kyler healthy. But Kyler got banged up and they lost five in a row and they barely skirted into the playoffs and then got obliterated in the playoffs. Um, and then on top of that, DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended for the first six games of this year. Um, and they knew that was, you know, probably going to be coming. So they, they probably had a Hollywood Brown trade in the mix for a while, but uh, they traded their first round pick for Marquise Brown from the Ravens. Um, so I think Hollywood might be in for a, for a pretty big year. Um, Zach Ertz showed out last year for him. And then James Conner kind of came out of nowhere at running back. And um, he's kind of got that position to himself now um, with, uh, you know, Benjamin out of town. Um, and what was the, who's the other guy that was there that we were talking about taking like the whole chase Edmonds. Um, yeah. He's on Miami now, chase Edmonds. Um, so yeah, he's gone too. So James Conner's got this backfield essentially to himself. I feel like. And uh, what are you guys thinking about the Cardinals this year? I still, oh, yeah, like, I, don't, I like the Cardinals still. I don't, I don't think those playmakers mean a thing unless, you know, if the quarterback can't see over the line. Oh my God. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Shout out. Hey, we got V professor in the chat. V professor. Shout out. Shout out. Well, here's the thing, too. The Cardinals, um, they won 11 games, obviously, from what we just talked about from the hot start that they had. But Vegas has them at eight and a half this year. Uh, they have the, the Cardinals at eight, at and, eight a half? and a half? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably taking the over on that pretty confidently. Yeah, I mean, it hmm. seemed low, but it also seemed right. Let me look. Me. Let me look. Uh, Something around nine is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'll take over. I'd be over on that. I would also be over. Man, they got a tough schedule. Kansas City, the Rams, they got to play the Rams. They got to play that division twice. Uh, the Chargers are on their schedule. The Broncos, Tampa Bay. Yes, they play this, this division. The NFC West plays the AFC West. I mean, I. I so the Cardinals. They yeah, don't they play the Rams they don't. twice. The, I think they the AFC South plays the AFC West. This is just a couple mixed in here. Is that incorrect? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought they did it like that. No, no. But the, they not play all the teams? But they, the Niners. said Chiefs and Chargers. The Niners are playing the Broncos. Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos also. But so are the Colts. The Colts are playing. The AFC South is also playing the AFC West. So I don't know. I guess I don't. I didn't see this entire schedule break out. But, but no. I mean, that's not. Let me see. The, the, so the Broncos, the Chargers, the Rams, yeah, they're all there. Yeah, not the Rams. Sorry. I because of, because of that too, and already starting off with, you know, arguably their best playmaker on offense, and then James Conner is brittle as glass. Uh, I'm 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 feeling bad vibes for the Cardinals this year. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. The line Makes is sense, the man. line is right again. I'm less confident. Than I'm taking I, I'm than taking the under. Yeah. They do have one of the best safeties in the league, though. Uh, Buda Baker, up and coming. He plays, he, I mean, he's, he's the traditional Bob Sanders. I mean, talk about a guy that just wrecks his own body to make plays for the team. He's he's so good. But, man, can't, he can't carry him. Well, I think that leaves us. move on from the Cardinals? Yeah, I think that leaves us with one team left. Is that right? Yep. The, the best team. 
Super Bowl champs. Yikes. Not a lot changed, actually, uh, on this team. A little bit got better. To change. What do you know about that defense? Didn't that defense get a little bit better? Yeah. Um, well, they got uh, Von Miller's gone. I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm thinking of the Broncos defense. I'm thinking, the, thinking of the Chargers defense. I'm thinking the Chargers defense. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Oh, that Chargers defense okay. is scary. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, man, I can't, I no. can't think that the, the, the Rams. Yeah, I was thinking of Bosa <laughs> and Khalil Mack. I, I was, about. yeah, I was thinking of Bosa and Mack yeah. together on the same uh, defense. It's not like Von Miller's a game changer. So no, not at this age. But the Bills definitely thought he was. My God, that contract. But um, hey, good for him. Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, Rams. I remember this. So. It was early last year. The Rams got Matthew Stafford, and I went to Tony, and I said, and we, we worked together at this point, and I looked at you, and I said, the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. Put your bet on it now. Do you remember this? And you said, I'm going to go do it, and I said, you should. And then you didn't do it. Oh. They, they were still like. I feel like I did have know, a, not, I feel like I did have a Super Bowl bet on that, but. I yeah, might have waited. I, told you I might have waited way ambition. too long. Yeah, I might have waited way too long. It was like all they needed was a quarterback I kind of and they're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do <laughs> but yeah they... uh, Cooper Cup had a freaking Hall of Fame year, you know, the, the type of years that, that put you, someone in the Hall of Fame. But uh, So, Daniel, my question to you is, first of all, is Cooper Cup, he's due for regression, right? And He has to be. And let's just ask, can they, is this team going to be able to move forward? They're the same team as they were the year before without Von Miller. But can they continue? We saw that we saw a dynasty with the Patriots. Matt Stafford's young enough to be able to continue. Like he can he can win a couple more Super Bowls. He's got enough time. He's young enough. He's athletic enough. He's accurate enough. He's smart enough. Like he's not deteriorating. As a matter of fact, he's on the opposite end. He's getting healthier. He had health issues in the past. He's getting healthier now. Is this team a team that you expect to continue dominance? Yes. Okay. Why? Yes, I do. Um, if just look at all the look at all the options. I mean, Matt Stafford still has several years left. Um, they they are still they've still got young playmakers at some skill positions like Cam Akers. He could still help carry them, and then they've got a couple guys in the mix there um, that that help pick up the pieces. Um, even though super brittle. Um, God, what's his name? The backup running back there. That played most of the year. Was it Jefferson? No. Um, that's that's the wide receiver three. No, no. no I'm going to look it up. Gosh, his name is right there. Daryl Henderson. Yes. Jeez, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, he's, he's toast. So that is why I also have a lot of confidence in this team. Daryl Henderson was their starting running back the majority of the year. Okay, um, so this team, they lose Robert Woods, but they add Allen Robinson. Okay, so yeah. then you already have Cooper yeah. Cup, Van Jefferson, and I, I, he's your boy, Tony. You're you know how I feel. Actually, this is like a this is like a whirlwind of Tony love right here. Robert Woods and Allen Robinson, Robinson oh. in the same conversation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> those are my boys. But yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson's got enough in the tank. He does. Um, he, he he quit on last year. We we talked about this before yeah. on this podcast. Absolutely. He didn't just have horrible stats out of nowhere after being quarterback proof for so long. He doesn't just suck automatically. 
he gave up on last year. He wanted out. So you will see that this year. Allen Robinson will have a much bigger year um, than he did last year. And then Cooper Cup, you said he's due for regression. He is, for no. sure. I don't know by how much, though. It could be very close to what he did last year. He, yeah. They were unstoppable together. I went to that Rams-Colts game, and I watched every play that Cooper Cup was in, and he is as big of a game he had. He had well over 100 yards, two touchdowns, double-digit catches. He could have doubled those stats. I was I was watching him the whole time, and, and Stafford, you know, he had different reads on different plays, obviously. But Cooper Cup, he is so good. He was almost open on every single play, and the Colts were double-teaming him. He's always open. Yeah, he is always open. So Cooper Cup is not close to declining as a player yet. He's and then so they good. just have nonstop defensive playmakers as well. So I, just the whole team, front to back. We, this is the team like we were talking about the Bucks last year. They just had, you know, some injuries and some things go wrong. You know, talking about Antonio Brown, all that saga, and then Chris Godwin tore his ACL. I mean, things just didn't go right for the Bucks at the right time. Otherwise, we'd be we might be talking about them again. But this is this team is the Bucks team of last year. Almost nothing changed, and they are just a solid team. Cooper Cup's so good, boys. He's he so is good. so good. Are they going to win the best, Super Bowl? He, he, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Are they going to win again? They might uh, go back. I mean, there's a, yeah. Absolutely, they absolutely have a chance. For sure. Who's the favorite so right now, Chiefs? Oh, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs would be. I Chiefs. think the Bills are the by, by far the favorite. Let me look it up. Really? Chiefs, Chiefs can't be the Yeah. Bill, Bills are, let's see. Here, I'm right on it. Winner. Yep, Buffalo Bills are the favorite. This might be worth what? a bet, boys. Here we go. Buffalo Bills plus six hundred to win it all. The Bucks plus seven hundred. Chiefs plus a thousand, and the Packers plus a thousand. The Rams are in fifth. The Rams are fifth, and then my favorite team, who I think is going to represent the AFC, is after them. The Chargers Colts? are plus fourteen hundred. <laughs> no. Yes, hey, the Colts hey. are twenty-two. The plus twenty-two hundred. So they're not We're, that far behind. While you were gone, Daniel, me and Tony talked about value and betting, and the Rams at whatever the whatever the odds were that you just spewed out of your mouth, smash that shit. And Plus eleven hundred to go to win the Super Bowl again. And yeah. what were and what were the Chiefs? Chiefs are plus a thousand. That's I love that bet too. Like I hate you that. Do bet. Really? I hate the Chiefs. I, I, I like that bet. I know they. I know they lost Tyreek Hill, but it's still Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Uh, I feel like they lost their year. edge. I'll just say no, it right now. No, no. I think the jig is up. We all know. We thought this would be a dynasty. I think. I think, I think the jig I, is up. Oh, oh, big. The shout, Chargers shout. plus fourteen hundred are the good is the good bet. That's a good bet too. Shout out to V, v Professor again. Uh, Rams signed Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Oh, nice. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Professor. Yeah, I remember that because then every every signing that the Rams do, everyone's like, "Where do they get all this money? Where do they get the money at?" <laughs> The salary cap doesn't exist. Yeah, smash the fucking Rams again, dude. They're so good. Yeah, plus eleven hundred. I feel like after they got Matthew Stafford last year, they were still like plus fifteen, like in the fifteen hundred range, which was crazy because it was so early. Because it was like the Cam Akers injury happened, like the Achilles, like right after they they had signed Matt Stafford. So everyone's like, here we go. Yeah, I like the Rams at plus eleven hundred and the Chargers at fourteen hundred on that. But uh, so the Rams went 12 and five last year. 
Their over under is eleven and a half. Are you over. slamming the over? Over, over, over. Yeah, I'm not betting that. I don't know. That's that's a little emotional, but yeah, I'm not betting that. <laughs> that's a lot of wins. You guys just got me really excited about the Rams. <laughs> I mean, how could you not be? They're so good, dude. They're I hope Matt, so I, dude. What if Matt Stafford wins five rings? That would be incredible. Can you imagine? I would be willing to get my could ass you... kicked every year for five years just to watch it happen. <laughs> just as you call could you imagine is. though? He just endures the Lions for so long and then goes like back to back to back. <laughs> that would be so painful to be a Detroit fan. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> hey, what's hey, what's Detroit's over under this year? Um, I can find it right here. Let's see. Like Regular season wins. We have. Uh let me keep scrolling. I'll find them here just a second. Detroit, six and a half. Mm, that guy, that's, that's a respect. good number two. That's a good number two. Fuck. There's some respect there. We talked about lower. We talked about, so the Lions are projected to win more games than the Seahawks are this year. How about, yeah. how about that? That's how bad. How the about Lions that? Are, are in that bottom group of three or four teams that are absolute dog water. They're, they're just above that in my mind. Yeah, Houston Texans, four and a half. Um, where's the Bears? They've got to be down there. God. Most Save expensive the Bears. offense. Save the, Bears. the Jets. Jets are five and a half. Lions have the most Chicago expensive. Chicago is six and a half. I hate that. I would take the I would smash the under on that. And then the Falcons are at five. So we yeah. got the Seahawks, Falcons, uh, Jets, and Texans. Those are the, those are the dumpster. A lot of dumpster. A lot of dumpster. I think the Bears are going to be right in that category too. All right, boys. Anything right. else? Anything else to add on the division? No, sir. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three. Uh, You know that, that Bobby. Go ahead. Oh, a kind person in chat said you look like a handsome penguin. Handsome penguin.